What's going on family? Let's talk about something that's been buzzing in the tech world, AI safety and security. How do you feel about the rapid advancements in AI and the potential risk that it brings? Have you heard of the stories about AI being tricked? It's a real concern, but fear not because there's a real solution, AI Red Teaming. You see, AI Red Teaming is all about stress testing. You see, AI models and deployments to prevent unauthorized access and data leaks. It's about ensuring that your AI can't be tricked into providing information beyond its intended use. And guess what? You don't have to do it alone. My friends over at HackerOne has a community of over 750 active hackers specializing in AI security testing. You see, in a recent engagement, just 18 hackers identified over 100 valid findings in just two weeks. That's the power of ethical hackers. Wow. So if you want to ensure the safety and security of your AI deployments, look no further. Head over to HackerOne.com and explore their AI red teaming services. With strategic flexibility, rapid deployment, and a hybrid talent strategy, HackerOne has everyone, everything you need to safeguard your AI. Don't let AI keep you up at night. Visit HackerOne.com today and rest easy knowing that your AI is in safe hands. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Uh, and I'll say this, ladies. Uh, most men fear opening up and becoming vulnerable because there's a fear that we will be emotionally blackmailed. Mm. Good. That's true. Hey, Matt, you a fool for this one? While we're building these businesses and building these dreams and manifesting all our desires, stress and anxiety is a part of that. Mm -hmm. So what exactly is the definition of love? I have been an adult since I was 16. I definitely feel like I've transitioned into a better place mentally. And another part of self-care, self-pleasure, orgasms, they're healing. So that part is important. No cap, we A.O. about to get a play goal. Pull up to the table, let's go. So when it comes to mental health, man, I think a lot of men, we tend to shy away from that conversation because we feel as if if I confess that I see a therapist, um, that they may think that something's wrong with me. And I, I, I'll be honest, I used, to, I used to think the same way. But we are very quick to talk about 
our physical health, getting in the gym and admitting that we need to work out because we don't want, you know, a beer gut. We don't we don't want to be skinny. We want to be lean. We want to have muscles. But we don't want to sit here and tell ourselves we want to strengthen our mind. We want to fix our minds so we can be better husbands, better providers, better friends, better leaders, better fathers, uh, better parents, better loved ones. And man, I, I, I refuse to be that guy. I went through a very tough season in my life to where it I knew that I needed help. And to this day, I'm going to keep it a buck. I still need uh, mental health guidance, okay? And so there's this guy that I've been following for a while, and we tried to get him on my show, but right around that time, I went through a transition in my life um, to where I stepped out on my own, and I couldn't get him on the show at that time. And I said, yo, I'm, I'm good. I'm situated, bro. Let's get it. And so we had to work out some dates. He's finally in the building today, um, and I, I'm excited. Y'all see my computer is not even open because I don't I don't have any questions. I just want, I just want to flow. I just want to be uh, two men having a grown conversation about mental health and how we think, how we process. So a few quick things before we get to today's show. Number one, ladies, dive in. This show may not be about you, but it will impact you. Because if the man is healthy, if men are healthier, then our queens will be better. Because the leaders, the providers, the protectors will will just uh, be stronger. So ladies, dive in, share this show with a friend, share this show with your boyfriend, share this show with another male individual that you know. Number two, hit that thumbs up and like today because I really want to make sure that this message spreads. And how it spreads is by you just hitting that thumbs up and you just watching it and sharing it. So make sure you subscribe, be to the family, uh, be a part of the family. And then two last things. Number one, as we're going through this recession, um, there's the mental side. We're going to talk about that today. And there's a practical side. Make sure that you're still saving three to six months of your savings account. All right. Put your money up. Stop going out to eat. Uh, stop trying to impress that ladies, uh, the ladies, brothers. And we're going to talk about that today because there's a reason why we feel as if we need to impress these ladies. But let's pause on overspending. Let's set aside three to six months minimum of our expenses. So that way, if something comes up here during this recession time, hey, y'all, listen, we're prepared. So I part my money at Prize Pool. You can go to anthonyoneal.com savings uh, .com forward slash savings. Again, that is anthonyoneal.com forward slash savings. Um, you're going to get 0.30% on the interest. They're going to pay you some extra money throughout the week just because you're allowing your money to sit there. And then you're going to be entering into a drawing uh, that allows you to enter into a winning of about ten dollars to $20,000. And then number two, today's conversation is going to be heavy. It's going to be rich. It's going to be deep. It's going to be impactful. And I want to encourage you to join me in therapy. I have no problem admitting that I see a therapist two times a month and I go to actual better help to talk to my therapist. And it's been life changing for me. And, and Jay is going to say some things today that's going to convict some of us, that's going to challenge some of us. And so if you want to join me in, on, in, in therapy, yo, I'm all for it. You know, I provide therapy to, to my team at least once a month if they choose to take advantage of it uh, for free. A part of their benefit package with me with BetterHelp. So you could join us at anthonyoneal.com forward slash BetterHelp. They're giving 15% off of, to my tribe. You can go there, get a session. Try one just for this month. Because I promise you, after we talk to my brother Jay, what we're about to do right now, <laughs> y'all going to want to. Y'all don't want to talk to somebody because what I love about therapy is they do not judge you and it is a safe place to be 100% authentic and leave it right there. But let's get to today's show because I'm really excited about my brother Jay.
I was telling Jay, I was telling you, Jay, earlier, you know, I'm single and, um, you know, I'm interested in dating. But one of the things I'm seeing now is if she's not into mental health, if she doesn't see a therapist or if she has never seen a therapist, I don't want her. <laughs> I'm serious. I don't, I don't want her. I don't care how good looking you look, how much money you got. Yeah. If you got the blue check mark. If you do not see a therapist or if you've never seen, I don't want you. Because it just to me, it means like. You don't really care about the mental health side of things. Yeah. You know, uh, but on the flip side, brothers, we have a problem with that. Yeah. You know, we have, I used to admit, going to see a therapist or talking about mental health made me seem weak and sick. Yeah. Throughout your experience, real quick before we get into your story, do you see that with men along your journey? Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. And and then, too, just to back up a little bit, yeah. um, I, I want to highlight that, you know, because oftentimes when men talk about preferences and, and what they like and what they want, yeah. you know, it kind of blows up and it's just kind of like, how can he say that? I, I, and, and, and I would challenge those that will probably feel some type of way because somebody's probably going to be sitting with a lump in their throat. You know, <laughs> when you said, if she's not in therapy, uh. you know, I can't. And, and, and I have to applaud that because... Mm -hmm. When you think about personal growth and personal development, right? Yeah. You know, we often think about getting our finances in order, getting our bodies together, and, and those things. But getting your mind together, mm. bro, is the most important thing and decision that you will ever make. Right. Because that mind is going to control how you do your money. Yep. It's yep. going to control how you do life. Yep. And it's also going to di dictate what you do in and out of relationships. Mm. And, and, and the beautiful part about having the courage to say, I would like for my partner to have a therapist or to have someone that they can confide in, because I think we, we place too much pressure and expectation on our partners. Yeah, yeah. So we enter into this relationship and, uh, and the partner or spouse has to carry the burden and the weight of what we feel or what we have not processed. Wow. Wow. So we can't even focus on a relationship because you're trying to focus on what people are bringing in. So Come on, that, Come on, so, so that within itself is a weight. So I think it is it, it, it is wisdom mm, mm. to have a desire mm -hmm. that your partner sees a therapist, has a coach, has a counselor, and somebody that is processing their own thoughts. Mm -hmm. Uh, fears, insecurities, whatever that is, you know, when it pertains to their mental health, their emotional, mental, and physical state. You know, let, let, let's let, let's cause you are, he already dropping, you know. <laughs> but I want to let the people know a little bit about you because they're gonna, they're gonna be like, well, who is like who like is Jay even qualified? The brother man's yeah. qualified yeah. personally and educationally. <laughs> so let let's go to who you are. You yeah. know, why are you so passionate about this message? From, you know, your personal story. We, we, I want to know more about your personal story. Yeah. And then also, you know, how are you licensed and qualified in this area? Yeah. So my my, my personal story, man, um, is, is you if, 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 if I can really put it into a, a, a layman term, mm -hmm. it would be discovering myself beyond mm -hmm. tragedy. Wow. Wow. Uh, I'm a two-time uh, suicide attempt survivor. Uh, my wow. second suicide attempt was 10 years ago. Wow. And um, I made 40 this year in April, and Man. 40 was a, a big number because 10 years ago at 30, mm. I took a drug overdose. Wow. 
And uh, my godmother, who I was staying with at the time, uh, found me underneath the bed. Wow. And wow. when people talk about, you know, uh, why did you attempt? Uh, and, you know, it's a, it's a story of just, I had major daddy issues. Uh, my parents divorced when I was 13. Okay. Uh, my father's a pastor. Yeah. I watched my father pastor people, but didn't father Ooh. his children. Ooh. And that left a hole in me because I was the only son. And it left me with identity issues. Mm. So football became everything for me. Mm. You know, I excelled in football, but what I got from football was community. Mm. Um, there was this place of belonging. Mm. And I think we don't really put uh, a lot of uh, thought into men, or should I say boys, needing a place to feel like they belong. Wow. It's why a lot of boys, and, and, and particularly in the black community, they gravitate to sports, yeah. Because most of us will find a dad and, and our coaches. We'll find and our, and our coaches. Yeah. We'll find the support from a male influence. We will find the validation, mm. and that's what I was looking for. Mm. Because I watched my dad tell other young boys that they were doing a good job, and he never said that to me, and that bothered me because I carried his name, it's, you know. And uh, I'm named out the fa my father, so it's wild. so I'm called JJ because I'm a junior. Okay. But uh, as I grew older, I cut off the JJ and I just go by J. Yeah. And for me, man, it was this hole in my heart because I couldn't understand how could you pour into these boys and pour into these wow. other men and not pour into your son. Wow. I look like you. Right, right. I walk like you. Wow. I, I move like you. I have your nose. I have your ears. And that always left me showing up with a question. Mm. Am I enough? Mm. And so uh, go through college, man. Um, I didn't get drafted. I was a free agent uh, to, to the Packers in 06. Wow. Uh, went there, uh, didn't, didn't make it, uh, got sent home. Okay. <laughs> uh, went, spent two years in Arena League and played there. And one day, man, having to walk away because of an injury and, and wanting to go uh, to continue playing. And I, I, I had to have this honest conversation. And the question was, who are you now? Mm. Mm. Because for us as men, we identify ourselves by what we do. That's true. That's true. And when your identity is tied to what you do and when you can no longer do what it is that you do, yeah. you're now stuck with the question with, who are you? Wow. So I didn't know who I was. Wow. I thought I was just a football player. I didn't know I had uh, uh, these other gifts and talents to write in. Yeah. And I know my father was a pastor, and so I, you know, I was speaking to young people in church, so I, I knew I had this boldness and this courage. Mm -hmm. But bro, I, I, I always had a question, even when I dated women in my 20s, mm -hmm. it was always, Performing, that mm. I do a good job. Yeah, do you see me? Right, right, right. And and growing up in a household full of women, after my father and my mother divorced, I didn't have a voice. And so I lived in pain. Mm. I would go to practice, and practice was the best time of my life because mm. I can escape. Mm. I could not think about the reality of not seeing. Anybody in the stands to support me, 
not having anybody to call, not having a mentor, not having uh, any male presence. Mm -hmm. And I had seven uncles. Mm. Not one of them reached out to me wow. and said, nephew, I got you. Wow. So I was often a loner. On the field, I was this 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 ravishing, you know what I'm saying, this warrior, this beast. Right. And off the field, man, I was this this broken little boy. Mm. And and what happened, um, Anthony, is one day that little boy had a conversation with the man mm. and he says, What are you doing? Mm. Why are you even here? And when I took the um um the overdose or when I OD, I was on the phone with both of my parents crying. Wait, are you serious? And I remember my father saying, here we go again. This is a pastor. And my mother said, Jay, please don't do this. Please don't do this. My mom said to me, she said, um, she said, if you do this, Jay, do you know where you're going to end up? And I said, Mama, at this point, I don't care. I just want to go to sleep and not wake up. Because I just I don't want to have to deal with this pain of trying to perform, trying to get this man attention, and because here I am at thirty some years old, I never heard my father say he was proud of me, and I'm talking about I got accolades, a four year start in college, championship rings, anything you can think about, graduated in four years from college, never heard him say he was proud of me, mm. never took me by the hand and looked me in my eyes and said, "Son, you've mm. done it well." Mm. I never heard that. Mm. Always heard it from white men, mm. from coaches. Mm but never heard that from my father. Mm. And I would even say this, it, it doesn't matter what level of accomplishment a man has, if he is not seen by his father, he does not feel that he has arrived. Mm. 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 So it shows up in different ways. And for me, it always showed up in uh, I was very avoidant, like I was very dismissive. Um, I would withdraw myself. It was nothing for me to isolate because I'm the only boy. Right, right. So it was nothing for me to get by myself, and you know, even if it, in in dating, like it was nothing for me to just shut down. Yeah. Because I knew that, you know, no one really cared about how I feel. Right. Because my parents divorced, it was like, take care of your sisters, make sure your mom is good, you the man of the house. And how many times do black boys hear that? We and don't. you get thrust into a role mm. that you have no clue about. <clears throat> so you now carry the weight to perform for the family, which creates so many issues within yourself that everywhere you show up is based on how well you do. And if you don't do well, you now feel yeah. that my performance is going to impact everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. So if I don't do well, because I was paying my mama bills in college. Ooh. I'm on scholarship. And you I'm providing for your mom. I'm on scholarship, bro. I left college $22,000 in debt, and I'm on full, full scholarship because I was taking out loans for her. So most of my life, bro, I've only known to perform and to operate in a role that I was not supposed to be in. Wow, Jay. And how many times is men or boys that it start out as that and it and, and I got to my 30, bro, I was tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was tired. Yeah. And I you know, and, and, and to understand anybody, for those that are watching, to understand there's a difference in having suicidal thoughts suicidal ideation 
and a person actually attempting. It's three phases. What's the, so break those down. Suicide of thoughts mean you just so, thought about it. So a thought can be you think about it, okay. right? Suicide ideation will be processed through uh, words like it would be nice to not wake up. Uh, okay. Okay. Right. Okay. What would it What would it be if I wasn't here? Right. You know, you start hearing these type of statements. And the ideation is the actual process that the thoughts have now become words. Yeah. And so once these thoughts become words, it's uh, it's the contemplating and then it's also the creating of what this looked like. Because mm -hmm. when you're having a, a, a suicidal ideation or you're in that stage, you're actually laying out. Like, Because here's the thing. I was staying with my godmother. My godmother's white. <laughs> okay. <All laughs> so right. my godmother's white. Yeah. Cool as a fan. Love her to, to the moon and back. Yeah. I knew I didn't want to shoot myself because I would create a mess. That's suicide ideation. That's suicide. Ooh. So I knew the only way that I can do this quietly was pills. So I took codeine. I took Tylenol. I took Advil. I took all types of pain meds. All at one time. All at one time. And I knew what I was doing because I said, man, I just I just want to lay down and not wake up. And I, I would write short stories about death. I was so fascinated with death. I was mm -hmm. so fascinated with what would it be like to live this life of pain. I mean, no pain. A pain-free life. Mm. And so... Uh, I survived that, man, and I remember having this come-to-Jesus moment where I was sitting in my room, my godmother, I mean, it was a mess, man, and she said, Jay, how could you do this in my house? <clears throat> ah. You know. Um, Did that she, mess up y'all's relationship a little bit? It, 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 it actually, you know, she was confused because... You know, when people saw me, I had this big smile. Right, 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 right. right? right. You know, former athlete, and you know, I was, I had a training business. I was working with kids, and wow. and on the outside, I can smile, but on the inside, I was broken. Right. And that's why I tell people, depression doesn't have a look. Mm. Mm. I've seen people have everything in the world, and go home and take their life. And you said, well, he was such a nice guy. He yeah. had everything. Yeah. It's the internal warfare and battles that you can't see. Wow. Because think about it. Life is one big masquerade party. Yeah. Everybody's wearing a mask. Right, right, right. Everybody's masking something. Yeah, yeah. And I was masking the fact that I didn't know who I was as a man. If I had a helmet on, I was cool. But without the helmet off, I can be around brothers like you and I can feel some type of way yeah. because I didn't really have a, a, an awareness or a sense of identity. But think about that, right? When you don't know who you are, you show up with the question and you show up with a blank piece of paper and you're waiting for somebody to write down who you are. Mm. Mm. And if you're in this world, people will write down whatever you would take. Exactly. And that's who you become. Exactly. And so uh, it's been... Ten years of this healing journey, man. I went back to school. Um, I, I entered therapy, and she said, "Jay, you need some help. Yeah. You got to get some help." And so I, I started therapy. Um, 
and I started really addressing it. And I remember my first session, and I talked about this when I was in grad school. Um, it was just like the, the movie Antoine Fisher. Yeah, yeah I remember. Uh, where uh, Antoine is sitting in the office, Denzel, who's a psychiatrist, and you know, I think they're like on the third or fourth session. And he started to ask him about his childhood. Mm -hmm. And my therapist asked me, so tell me about football. Mm. And tears just started rolling down in my eyes because a, a game that I love uh, also was the game that I felt like that kind of confused me when it was over. Mm. Because when the lights are off and there's no more cheers, there's no more uh, attaboys and pat on your back, man, you kind of feel like somebody just really turned the lights off. Yeah. And He's, and he said, so give me three words. I would never forget this. He said, give me three words to describe you. I said, failure, loss, and inadequate. Inadequate. Wow. I said, I feel like I'm just I'm just here, bro. And I'm sitting there, and then I, in my eyes, I feel my eyes water now because I can, I can step back in that moment. Mm. And I said, I'm just here. Mm. And I said, man, I'm just here, bro. I said, I don't, you know, I don't know what, you know, I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I'm very, very short. I was like, man, I'm just here. Mm -hmm. And and he started asking me to describe each word, like, what was it, you know, an adequacy, like, man, I felt like I didn't have nothing to offer, you know, and I had a college degree, um, you know, a pretty uh, uh, intelligent, you know, I've always been. In, in intellectual man, but I just, and he was like, uh, so what about your dad? Mm. And I shut down. Mm. And wow. didn't realize, man, at that, that time, I didn't know what a father wound was. Right, right. You know, um, and those things, man. And that started the journey, man. And I, mm. and, and I remember he said, um, I'll see you next week. Mm. So mm. I go back next week, my pad, and I mean, and that's and it was brutal. Mm. And I tell anybody, man, therapy is very progressive. It is. It you is. will you will more than likely leave feeling worse. Absolutely. Than when you came in, you know, yeah, people yeah. have this this, and especially when you watch social media, like you know, go to therapy, go to therapy, but it's tough. It is. It's hard to sit with yourself. It is. And it's hard to sit with experiences that you don't want to, to relive and talk about. I think the first time I went to therapy, man, I. I was scared to leave words because I knew once I opened up, yeah, there's gonna be some things in me that I I I pushed down without knowing that I pushed down, and I didn't want to remember what I pushed down. Yeah, and that first time, I never forget. She looked at me. I was in I was in Nashville, Tennessee, and I was I, I went through a huge transition. I left everything that I knew. I was engaged to an amazing woman ended that engagement. So I left the black community, the black culture, the black world, went into a pretty much 95% white world, totally different culture. Expectations for me were totally different. I had to, I, I thought I had to change a little bit of who I was. And then I ended the engagement. That was the last thing that I knew. And I walked in there and I was like, I ain't saying nothing. But no one made me go to it. And she said, well, hey, listen, did your job make it come here? I was like, no. Did, I mean, you're not court ordered. I was like, no. She said, so you're going to come here, you're going to waste your money. And rather, and you would rather waste your money 
and be fixed. And she was like, listen, don't come back unless you are ready to address the things that you need to address. Wow. And she's like, because it, it does neither, it does neither one of us any good. Yeah. She's like, and I don't need your money. I'm like, I got other people who want help and who are willing to address what they need to address to change. Man, I'm back in that second day, Jay. I said, I remember I was, I was sitting up like this. She had a nice long couch. By the end of that session, I was laid out on the couch <laughs> crying. Yeah. And we didn't really talk about much. We just revealed everything that was on the inside of me. And I felt like I didn't even go back to work that day, right? I, I didn't even tell them that I was going. I went home and cried the rest of the day. But I knew that this was going to be a journey. Yeah. And it's still yeah. a journey to this day. Yeah, it is, man. And, and it's a journey that... Um, you know, I, I have this uh, quote that healing is a journey and wholeness mm. is the destination. That's so good. And when I when I say that, the journey is every day mm. you make a decision yeah. to keep moving toward yeah. the other side. Wow. And wholeness becoming the destination is really just the awareness. Mm -hmm. That's what wholeness is. Mm -hmm. It's the awareness that you are complete. Mm-hmm. And everything you need is already in you. But what happened is that we've had some bad experiences. We've had some trauma. We had some events that have taken place that has made us incomplete. Mm. Because wherever that trauma took place mm -hmm. is where your brain only process from where it happened. Yes. And it does not evolve or it does not grows beyond that point. Okay. Which is why some people find themselves in a trauma loop. Mm. Which is why they would date the same people. Which is why the experience that they have with a parent, with the uh, uh, with the a spouse, or an experience, they will f often find the very thing that you said that you you didn't like that you would never do. You become that because the brain only knows how to process from the experience that you had. Mm. That's why therapy can be very freeing and liberating once you begin to unpack and revisit. And as I like to say is walking back in the room where it all took place and being able to touch it, feel it, embrace it. And embrace is not that you have to accept it, but lean into it, mm. that this did happen. The molestation did take place. Mm -hmm. The abandonment did happen. The rejection did happen. But I'm not these things. And because they happen, I don't have to label myself as that. That is so good, Jay. That's oh. and 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 that was a freedom for me because I've been uh, I've been rejected most of my life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And football was the only place that, place that I felt accepted. Mm. And again, because I knew that I can control how well I was accepted based on my level of productivity. Mm -hmm. Because if you perform and you did your thing, you were embraced. Yep. You were accepted. Yep. Yep. Good job. Yep. And if you was a, the good job, right, you were validated. You felt a sense of worth. You mm -hmm. felt a sense of belonging. But then when you no longer can perform and you just, it's like, okay, yeah. where's that acceptance? Where's that validation? Where's that self-worth is going to come from? Mm -hmm. And that's why the healing, and especially when it comes to men, yeah. because when we don't heal um, and, and, and we enter into relationships, we, are, we will now seek 
validation through what's between the woman's legs. Exactly. Because our ego is tied to what's between ours. Right, right, right. And That's facts. And and now you're in pursuit of the metal that is really attached to how well I perform. Dang, that's so, I hate to say it. That and money. And money. That, that, that's what we go after. Yeah. And so you are then, and then on the other side of the spectrum, you have the brother who, let's say he gets drafted or whatever, you have the guy who gets the job. The man is accomplished, but the boy yes. <laughs> is still broken. The man has the accolades. Yeah, yeah. But the boy is still rejected. Yeah. The man will, I've seen it, bro. I've yeah, yeah. seen it. When I was playing ball, man, I've seen cats been around. The the man would set his keys on the table so the woman can see what he drives. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the little boy is really insecure. Yeah. Because without these keys. keys. And that's why healing is so it's important. So... Because when I heal, I just understand that. All my accruements, mm -hmm. my accolades, my achievement, that's just a byproduct right. of the work right. or the commitment that I made to whatever my career, uh, whatever my pursuit is. But that's not who I am. That's facts, man. Because if I couldn't do that, could I live with me? Yeah. Could I accept and could I look in the mirror and appreciate myself And I, if I could no longer perform? Mm. And that's mm. what healing did for me is to get to a place where I can level myself in my thoughts that, Jay, stop performing. It's exhausting. It is. It's exhausting it is. to take her to dinner, to try to take her on trips, to try to show you that she's the best thing that she, that, that, you know, that, uh, uh, that she's the best dude yeah. since sliced bread, right. that she's, you, you're going to give her this experience. Yeah. Because now... You're setting an expectation yep. for her yep. based on how well you perform rather than you just being you. Mm. 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 And, bro, when I begin to heal, mm. even in dating, mm -hmm. I'm never showing up based on what I can give a woman. Mm -hmm. I show up based on who I am to her. Yes. 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 And that was the part yes. that freed me. Yeah. Yeah. Because we often go in... What can I do? Oh, man, how I can, can do I this. Yeah, how can I impress her? Oh, babe, how many times you heard, oh, I could change your life? <laughs> heard it. I done said it, Jay. <laughs> we all have, bro. Said it, we done said it. I'll change your life. Great, yeah. get a, well, I'm talking about I'll change your life in the bedroom with the yeah. money and ready. I done said it really because I wanted to feel accomplished. Yeah. And those relationships didn't go far because you're right. Sooner or later, it got exhausting. And I didn't want to keep up with all the stuff that I said I could do and would do. <laughs> and so now that's why I'm like, man, and when it's dating, I literally tell myself, we're not starting off high. And I don't, man. And you know what, Jay? There's, there's a lot of ladies don't want to date me because I just, I'm healed. I'm like, yo, I don't have to impress you with what I have. I want to know, do you like me and do I like you? Yeah. Just at, at, at the at the bare minimum. Now I'm still gonna treat her like a queen. Absolutely. Give her Absolutely. respect. And I'm gonna take her where I would go. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not intentionally being like, I'm gonna take you to Burger King. No. no. I, I'm not taking the red lobster. No, I'm, what I'm saying is, 
I'm gonna take you where I would go. And yeah. we're just gonna have a good time. Exactly. And it yeah. is refreshing, but I will say this though, bro. But think about this, because I mean, for the single men out there, right, in the dating space, it we feel that pressure to where we have to perform, mm-hmm. even from ladies. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, I don't want to date a guy that makes less money than me. Oh, I don't want to date a guy who 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 don't have a degree. Oh, I don't want to date a guy who who ain't gonna spend at least three, four hundred dollars on me. And all that stuff makes us want to go back to, well, I could do that. Let me perform. Yeah. Let me show her. But then on the inside, we're like, I really don't want to do this. Yeah. Like, how do we as men, one, stay true to who we are and be okay with losing out? Because, like you said, when it comes our accomplishment, we feel good when we have money and we have a good woman. Yeah. And yeah. it's like sometimes we feel as if, well, if I want to have a good woman, then I got to spend a lot of money. Right. And I'm just, I'm tired of that, bro. Yeah. I, I really am. Yeah. I think, and that's good, man. I, I, I think what's important, man, is, and, and this is difficult for men because you have to be willing to locate the person you want to become. Okay. And distance yourself from who you thought you were. Okay. And what society has labeled you to be. Right. Because we all have in some way allow those socializations and allow society to socialize us that you should be this. A man is this. If you were a real man, you would do this. If you were a real man, you would take me here. But then also redefining what is that to you? Yeah, 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 yeah. And for me, I've been able to identify that my manhood had nothing to do with what I could do. My manhood was who I could choose to become. Yeah, that was good. That was- and and who I could choose to become, right, was derivative of what were the things that were conducive to a positive, mm-hmm. a healthy, uh, an abundance, mm-hmm. uh, a productive outcome. Mm-hmm. That if I'm tied or connected to this woman, right, she would be the beneficiary of who I became. Mm-hmm. Meaning that. Even in just me being subtle and where I am doesn't mean that I'm complacent. Right, right. Because we often confuse complacent with contentment. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. see, somebody who's complacent doesn't really have a desire to move any further than what they are. Right, right. If I'm content, I'm at peace with where I'm right, at yeah. while still desiring to evolve and to become more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And having and discovering that contentment is really discovering who do you want to become and how do you want to be viewed? And then if you view me as anything less than that, that ain't on me. Mm. Mm. So I don't have to bear that. Mm. And I think what the weight that most brothers carry, right, is that they often feel the pressure to bear how the world sees them. Yeah. And when I began to heal them and, and begin to, especially healing that father wound, yeah. is that, I remember Charlemagne and I was talking, right? And he says, Jay, if your dad, um, how would it be if you never get that validation from him? And I said, bro, I would love to have it, but I can't wait for it. Ooh. I would love to have it, but I can't wait for it. So stay right there, Jay. Stay, stay, stay right there. Stay, stay. I, I, I just want to There are men watching right now, probably emotionally teary-eyed, um, 
because they're they're like you, like, yo, I didn't hear that from my father. I didn't hear that from my grandfather. I didn't hear that from my boss. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like I, I am that man and they're they're looking for other ways to hear it, but they're not hearing it from the men who they need to hear it from. What are some things we as in men can do to get to that level of thinking of what you just yeah. said? So the first thing, fellas and brothers, you will have to mourn what you didn't have. You will have to mourn what you didn't have. Mm. Because the reality of it, fellas, is that you may never get it. Mm. You may never hear the apology. Mm. You may never hear a good job. And so mourning that mm. will allow you to find resolve. Mm. Once you find resolve that, you know what, I didn't have that. It would have been nice. It would have been great. Uh, but then it now is going to give me an opportunity to reauthorize myself with what I need moving forward. Mm. What is it that you need moving forward from you? Mm -hmm. Because oftentimes we're looking for things that we should have been given from our parents. Mm -hmm. But let's give them this. They did the best they could with what they had, with what they knew. Yep, yep. And as I like to say, you can't give what you don't have. Uh, true, true. And even when I went back into the history and talked with my aunt, she said, your dad did you just like granddaddy did him. So hmm. generationally, yeah. he couldn't do no more than what was done to him. Right. And until we learn better, we are only able uh, to have new information, to have new ex ex experiences. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and a lot of brothers, because see, if you don't mourn what you didn't have, you're going to carry that burden. And when we carry the burdens, we don't show up as our authentic selves. And it, we, we, we become very aggressive. Mm -hmm. We become very angered. Mm -hmm. And when aggression and anger mix, you get rage. Mm. Rage produces frustration. Mm. And now you're frustrated in life. You can't focus on tasks. You can't focus on moving forward. How many brothers stay where they were because, uh, let's take, I, I, I like to talk about this, um, uh, brothers who have the Al Bundy syndrome. Okay. They always talk about their greatest accomplishments. Right. Like, right. you know, yeah. Al Bundy was great with that. Right. You know, he always talked about who he was in the state championship and right. and and you stay in what your greatest moments were or whether time that you really enjoyed and the time that you really felt mm -hmm. like something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so if you don't move beyond that, right, you'll find yourself sort of rocked in this space, in this purgatory, right, of a has-been, yeah. or what was, or what you didn't have. Yeah. So it's hard to discover what you need mm -hmm. or the possibilities of who you can become. Yeah. And because if you don't, even if you don't, because we have to mourn own accomplishments. Absolutely. Right, I can't talk about what I did in college. You right. know what I'm saying? And right. like, I got championship rings, and I was a, a MVP. Like, who who cares? <laughs> who who are you today? Right, right. Where are you going? Exactly. Yeah. And I think it, uh, for the brothers who are single, really take the time and to really become honest with what do you need to uh, f come to face mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. and leave it behind mm -hmm. and mourn. Mm -hmm. Have a funeral for it. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Let it die. Mm -hmm. And that way you can give birth to who you want to become. Wow. You can give birth to new patterns, new behavior, new ways of thinking. Think about what you do when you're talking to people about debt mm -hmm. and about money. Because even how we treat money is associated with our family systems, our family dynamic, yep. with which has programmed us from a mental place that money is a uh, 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 is just a, a a a thing that I use to get what I want, rather than a tool than to create more of what I desire. Yeah, that's so true. And so, but again, if you don't mourn that, right, you would treat money just like your parents did. Mm -hmm. Right, you're sticking in between the mattress. <laughs> you know, I grew up in Mississippi, and that's how the people would do their money. Right, like in their mind is because you know my parents were raised by people who were part of the Great Depression, so their thought process is, is what if this happens again? Mm -hmm. So they live like that because that was their experience, and a lot of brothers are living through the experience of what they didn't get from their fathers or even their mothers. Mm -hmm. Man, I wish I had a two-hour show, bro. Cause I, I I have so many different questions, but I, there here are two yeah. important questions I really want to ask, um, and you can answer these in any order you want. Uh, the first question is, why is therapy so important, and why should we really consider going? What if what if someone watching right now say, you know what, I'm good. I'm making good money. I got a woman. I got a man. I mean, I'm good. I'm healthy. Why should that person still consider going to therapy? And two. I, I want to hit you with this question that I think is important. Men are, are oftentimes traumatized by what their father did or didn't say. Now you have men traumatized but what, by what our queens are saying and didn't say. Mm -hmm. And so my question is for the ladies who are watching, because the majority who follow me are, are, are black ladies and they're single, what can they be doing and or what should they be saying and not saying or not saying to men yeah. um, to to help strengthen that that brother, that that, yeah. that man. So really, it's like one, why should we go to therapy uh, if we even think everything is good? And, yeah. and two, what can our sisters be saying and doing to support our black men? Yeah, I don't want to start there. Uh, and I'll say this, ladies, uh, most men fear opening up and becoming vulnerable because there's a fear that we will be emotionally blackmailed. Mm, good. That's true. Bro, that's true. That's that's me. When I date, it takes... I told him um, Sarah Jakes. I was on yeah. her show um, a, a few months yeah, ago. Me and Sarah talked about the same thing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I was like, yeah. yo, I was like, sis, I, it's hard for me to open up to a, yeah, to a woman because it's like, yeah. as soon as I open up, y'all start judging a little bit. Yeah. Now, that's not Sarah. I love you, Sarah. <laughs> I know it's not Sarah. I've known Sarah for 20 plus years. You know what I'm saying? I can always keep it real and vulnerable with her. That's why I felt safe to say that on her show because yeah. she she confirmed me. But most all janked. Bro, let me tell you something. That, you know, I went through a situation, a, a public breakup <clears throat> four years ago, bro. <clears throat> when I tell you it was brutal, I watched her Bro, share stuff that I shared in the bedroom, pillow talk, man. It was brutal, bro. It happened to me. Bro, brutal. And when I tell you, when women like, I, I, I have to watch how you move. 
I have to watch, watch how you speak. Because here's the thing, ladies. Our emotions are our most prized possession. It's not even our money. Yeah, 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 yeah. Brothers, like, you know, sis, like, dude gonna take you on a trip, he gonna take you, like, that's not even a thing. It's our emotions. Come on. That's man. our most prized possession. Ah. Because if I give you this, I have got to feel that you are trustworthy mm. in order to trust you with this. Because I know whoever has access yeah. also has the power. Ooh, to hurt me. To hurt you. Ooh, bro, you just said it. Like That's why I tell people, money, if you're impressed with the man who gives you money, you, that is nothing. That is nothing. I can get that back. Yeah. There's two things I can't get back is my time and my emotions. emotions. The words that I share yeah. with you yes. through my emotions, I cannot take that back. Exactly. But yes. what you can do is throw it oh, back in my face. Me. Yeah. And I am fearful of that. Yeah. And bro, I'll tell you, at 40, I, you know, uh, I, I've, I've become open to dating, but as I've watched, and it, and it, bro, it took me four years to go through that because I had to go back through therapy when I had that experience, man. Mm -hmm. Because, because I remember God telling me, "Don't say anything." I mean, she was all on social media, bro. I mean, it was, bro. That's a whole nother company. It was ugly. It was ugly, and I'll say this, ladies. Don't tell men it's a trusted space. Let him. Discover that you are a place where he can trust. Here is what happened to Samson. Samson was not wrong for laying his head in Delilah's lap, but he went wrong with what he shared. Ah! <laughs> he went wrong with what he shared. What he shared is what destroyed him. So therefore, I encourage brothers, when somebody tells me, oh, it's a safe space, I run. Because safe spaces don't tell you that they're safe. <laughs> it's almost like somebody telling you, Anthony, I'm a good person. Right, 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 right. Believe me, give me right. that. I, I'm, I'm really good. Right. Like, no. Oh, let me find out for myself. Let me see that you're trusted. Let me see the fruit of your work. And how I know that you're trusted is how you receive my openness. <sighs> My openness, even when you don't understand it, because here's the thing, ladies, you're going to, again, if a guy can really be honest, you're going to hear some things that may feel like, oh, wow, maybe kind of cringeworthy. Right, right. But if he feels open enough to share that and you absorb it mm. and embrace it, mm. and when I say absorb it, I'm not meaning you take it in, absorb it to where you allow him to release that and you're not kind of giving him, but then also when there's conflict, mm. Because, see, here's the thing. Mm. I don't know I can trust you until we have conflict. Right, right. And right. if we have conflict, mm -hmm. and if we're embraced to where what we're in conflict about mm -hmm. stays on the table mm -hmm. and you don't go beneath the table mm -hmm. and start hitting below the belt, that's why your daddy did this. That's why your mama ain't, you know, all this time. I can tell you that right now, ladies. You, Bro, I have counseled so many couples. Mm-hmm. Mm. Where wives have done that to husband and they've lost them. Oh, yeah. No, hands they've down. They've lost them. Hands down. Because here is the thing, ladies. Trust looks different for us than it is for you. So true. See, your trust is all oh, he won't go cheat, this and that. His trust is that. Can you guard my secrets? 
Can you guard my insecurities? Can you guard my fears? Can you guard those things, right? Those intricate details of my life, of my childhood. Meaning, if I told you that somebody touched me as a kid, mm. can you protect that mm. and not weaponize it mm. and use it against me what when something comes up? Yeah. Because I've seen that happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you you must be gay. Oh, you said your uncle touched you. Like, really? Wow. Wow. And I can tell you, ladies, we watch how you guys engage with one another. Come on, man. Bruh, bruh, bruh. Let me tell you something. Bruh. If you would throw your home, home girl, girl under the bus, what you, what you gonna do to me? What you gonna do to me? <laughs> <laughs> you gonna destroy me. Bro, here's my so, thing. And if you can talk about your ex like a dog, then that means if I become an ex, you're gonna talk about me like a dog, and then if I opened up to you while we were dating, that means not only you're gonna talk about me like a dog, you're gonna also reveal the things that I opened up Man, to you about. Yes, and, and bro, that's why for me, dating is so strategic because I just talk just to get to know people. Mm. I'm always transparent, mm -hmm. but I'm selective in who I'm vulnerable with. And there's a difference between there's transparent difference. and vulnerability. Vulnerability. Transparent, that's just who I am. I'm right. always keep it a buck and keep it 100. Right. But my vulnerability, I have to feel safe to operate in that capacity. So I know the ladies are, I, I hear them right now. They're screaming, they're screaming through the TV. Well, Jay, what do I do? Like, I really like this guy. How do I create? Um, I heard Tory Roberts taught this before. He said, man, he created a space and a place where Sarah will feel comfortable to be vulnerable. Exactly. You know, and I'm like, so how do ladies create a space and a place for men right. to feel comfortable? How you create a space is allow him to see you. Mm -hmm. Allow him mm -hmm. to see you. Here's the thing. You show me your scars, I feel comfortable about by showing mine. Mm -hmm. See, oftentimes I've seen ladies kind of not be kind of kind of reluctant on what they want to open up and what they want to share. Right. But again, you can only create a space where we both feel safe, that there's nothing to lose, only to gain, because in that vulnerability, I get to grow because I'm learning about you. Mm. So mm. maybe we're sharing childhood stories. Yeah. And in the place of that that uh, 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 that we're sharing a childhood story or you or, or you sharing about you, I feel comfortable, right, to kind of share like, okay, because it's almost like putting your toe in the water. Yeah. Like, okay, you're just testing the water. Yeah, yeah. But then, too, as you're testing the water, you also see, because here's the thing, I got to be careful on what I share versus what I disclose. That's so good. Yeah. Because, see, I also know disclose is very detailed. Yeah. Yeah. Sharing is very surface. Like, right. yeah, you know, I, I had a rough childhood. That's sharing. That's sharing. Disclosing is like, nah, I had an uncle yeah. who did something to me that is taking me a long time to get over. That's disclosing. And so for the ladies is be the safe space by how you move with him. Mm. Allow him, allow his little boy to feel safe with you. Mm. Because if his little boy feels safe with you, the man will open up. You know, I'm, I'm sitting over here like, man, Jay, we we need we need to do a part two to this, bro. Man, because it's 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 rich. I think 
I think men are watching this right now. Some men are, and they're getting emotional. Like, I need, I need more of this. The ladies are saying, yo, I've, 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 I've done wrong. And they didn't even know they did wrong. Yeah. And I think that that is okay. That is why we're having this conversation because I know what it feels like to be a successful young man, right? But I also know what it feels like to where I can date someone and not trust. Man, I, I dated someone within the past few years, trusted them with, with some stuff. Um, and man, I get phone calls from someone I didn't even know they knew this particular individual. And they're telling me everything that I revealed to her because she revealed to someone else that someone else came back and thought they had a one up on Anthony and revealed that. And it was nothing crazy, right? But it was like, I, I stepped out on a limb and trusted you with something. And I was like, man, so it's, it's, it's difficult for men to be vulnerable. It but is. here's the thing, though. I think men, we want to be we, vulnerable. We want to. This, this, this notion that we don't want to open up, we want to. Yes. You know, we want to. And um, and to, to answer that, that last question, man, Therapy is essential to you having balance in life yeah. and finding balance. Yeah. When you talk about mental health, for me, it's, it goes beyond mental illness, which is a, a, a difference. But the mental health is how we do life. Mm -hmm. We do life from our emotions. We do life from our mental mm -hmm. and from our physical. And, from our physical. Mm -hmm. and for me, it's having a place where I can process my thoughts. Yeah. Even when I walked into be in this face of black mental health. I was telling my therapist, I said, man, this is crazy. Mm -hmm. Because I just wanted to share my story, not knowing that me becoming a therapist would do so much. Yeah. And even talking about, you know, my fears of being in the spotlight because I watched my dad go through scandals and go through different things. So that was a fear that I had to take. And that's the thing that I love about therapy that I can go and leave it there. I'm not judging you as a therapist. When you yep. come to me, I'm not judging you. Yeah. I don't have any, uh, 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 I don't have a dog in a fight, as people mm -hmm. say, layman terms, yep. for those that are watching. Right. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm, my personal convictions and my personal opinions and thought doesn't go into the practice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What shows up in the practice is I come as a blank canvas. I don't even come as an expert because you are the expert in your own story. Ooh. Wow. So I'm just the GPS. Wow. You're the driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You tell me where you want to go. Okay. And I help guide you there. Wow. And that's what therapy is. Because sometimes it doesn't mean that you have trauma to work through. Maybe you just need to work through some thoughts you're having. Mm -hmm. It doesn't necessarily mean thoughts are bad. If you, if somebody came and says, hey, bro, we're going to give you uh, 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 this huge uh, uh, sponsorship, man. Um, it's a three-year contract. And it may feel like a huge demand. Yeah. And you may need to say, man, I need to talk to my therapist because I just need to process this. Yeah. This is a lot for me. You know what I mean? So, <sighs> But that's the beauty of therapy is... Not only discovering new levels of who you can become, but also how do you find balance in just the weight of the world? Yeah. Especially right now, right? With all this, this the anxiety, depression, suicides are up. It's stress everywhere you go. Yeah. So therapy really helps you to manage that. And it provides you with the tools. To do it, man. Yeah. And if y'all watching right now, um, like I said at the beginning of the show, I want you to go to 
um, anthonyoneal.com forward slash better help. Um, and uh, they are the company that I partnered with for the remaining part of this year to provide you access to therapy at a 10 to 15% discount. Um, I see a therapist two times a month. And, I, and like Jay has been saying, man, I, I'm very vulnerable in there. And I love it because I can go in there and share exactly what's on my heart and I can leave it right there. I'm not judged. Um, I'm not questioned. She asked me questions, but I'm not questioned. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And the questions that she gives me makes me even think deeper and gets me down to why I feel this way, why I'm thinking this way. And since going to therapy, um, I, I'm a I'm a better man. I am a better communicator. I'm a better friend. Um, and I'm always evolving. And um, I'm a better leader. And so I would encourage you, man or woman, watching this show. Um, this show was... It was it was it was thought provoking. It was challenging, um, and if you're you're contemplating uh, suicide, if you're having a suicidal thoughts, we're going to put some information in, in the show notes where you can give them a call right now and get some help. Um, if 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 you want therapy, I'm gonna drop BetterHelp's information in today's show notes. That's anthonyoneal.com forward slash better help, um, and. I'm going to drop Jay's information as well. Maybe you want to reach out to him directly. If you're a man, if you're a man, um, I would encourage you to do to to follow him. Uh, his content is always rich. One moment. Wow, Siri. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, and he has a book out, man. That uh, he just gave it to me today. It's called Just Heal, Bro. It's a journal. And I think, man, we got to get better at just writing our thoughts out. And so I'm going to go through this. Um, and this is what I'm going to do because I really want to sew into lives. How much is this book? Um, 15. 15 bucks. So I'm going to give away 20 of them for free. Um, so I'm going to buy 20 of them from Jay. And all you got to do is um, uh, text HEAL. Text HEAL uh, to 615-930-3431. That is 615-930-3431. Text HEAL with the mailing address. And I'm, I'm going to choose just 20 people, you know, uh, 20 people, and I'm going to send this book. Um, and if you're not one of the ones uh, who get the free book, we're going to drop the information, the link to where you can go get this in our today's show notes. Uh, but, ladies, this is a good book just to get to give them in. Give to your boyfriend, give to your brother, give to your father, give to your son. Um, and I, I really want to encourage you to, to, to get this book because this, this book is amazing. Um, and one last thing before we let Jay go, he says something that I think is very true. You know, I'm blessed and privileged to have two 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 fathers in my life. So I have a biological father, stepfather, mother, and a stepmother, right? And, um, you know, my fathers always said they're proud of me. To this day, they will call me and say that they are proud of me. Jay can't say that. And I can understand. I could I could not imagine my father's not telling me that they're proud of me. Uh, because there is this power behind it. There is this go win. You can accomplish the world because the man who brought you into the world say that. Men, if you're watching this right now, you've never told your son or your daughter that you're proud of them, that you love them. Just because you're proud of them, you love them. Not attached to an, a major accomplishment, not attached to because they won a game or not attached to because they got an A or a B. But you're just proud of the fact that they are your son, that they are your daughter, and that they are doing good, period. I want to encourage you to hang up and call them. Don't send them a text. Call them. Let them hear your voice. Hug them. Give them a kiss. 
my dad used to make me uncomfortable giving me a kiss on my forehead, on my cheeks, saying, son, I love you and I'm proud of you. I was so embarrassed <laughs> growing up, but I love those kisses and hugs and words of encouragement today. It's one of the reasons why I think my love language is words of affirmation, because my fathers always affirmed me as a man. And if you're not that, if, if, if you have not received that, I wanna encourage you to one, mourn it like Jay said, um, and two, and get into therapy. Uh, so we could talk through that, get with someone to help you process that so you can mourn that uh, quicker than possible. But I just felt led to say that mom or dad, tell your kids, hug them, tell your kids, but especially men. That's just not men to sons, men to daughters. I hear this all the time. My dad never said, you know, he loved me. He never gave me roses. He never showed me love outside of just providing and protecting me. And so um, I just want to say that. So we're going to drop everything in, in today's show notes, man. Uh, my brother left me a T-shirt. Are these T-shirts for sale, too? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. We're going to drop his information on there, bro. He, he gave me a yeah. large. I told him I need a smedium. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The brother leaning out. You know what I'm saying? I ain't yeah. big and thick like him, you know? So I couldn't rock it on the show. But, man, get this, brothers. We need to start representing uh, that mental health is the best route. And I firmly believe this in the men's space. Um, I'm, I'm telling you, Jay and Charlemagne are leading in that space, um, and then in the in the ladies' space and just healing as well. My sister Michelle Williams is leading in that as well. So, I'll link all their information below so you all can follow them and continue to get their content. I'm not in the mental health space, but I promise you, once a month we're gonna talk about it. A few months ago, we had my brother um, Dr. John Deloney on the show. Uh, this month, we have Jay on. Um, in the next month or so, I got my um, home girl, Dr. Anita Phillips. She's gonna be on the show. So. I'm very big on making sure that as we're building wealth, as we're getting out of debt, this is taken care of because this will make us more money or cost us a lot of money. So, yo, I love you. I appreciate you. Jay. Man. Appreciate you, bro. How appreciate can they find you, more information about you and what are you offering, man? Yeah, so uh, follow me on social media, King J Barnett. Okay. And also, we're on tour right now, JessHillBro.co. Okay. And you can find all the details. We're actually getting ready to start back in Charleston, South Carolina. Oh! It's Charlemagne hometown, so I'm excited to announce that in July. Okay. But, man, we've been on a, a 20-city tour, man, Healing Brothers. I partnered up with uh, my amazing manager, um, Hope Allen, okay. uh, over at the Living Hope Production, man. And so it is a phenomenal tour, man. And we're creating these spaces, man, that is therapeutic. Um, it's enriching uh, and it's healing for men. Yeah. And this has been powerful to see brothers come out and open. Uh, no women allowed in this space. That's good. And so it, it is powerful, man. Um, and so, but yeah, if you want to find out more information about where we're going to be at next with the tour, uh -huh. it's justheal.co.co. So, yeah. And we're going to put everything in the show notes, y'all. So listen, share this video. Hit that thumbs up. Share it with the brother. Share it with the man. Share it with your friend. Um, and uh, let us impact some lives together. Love you all. Appreciate you. See you on the next show. Peace out. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. 
Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.